My name is Chad Cole, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. What's up, Chad? It's so good to finally catch up with you. I feel like it's been a decade since the last time that we've done an interview together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much has changed. Both, you know, we've we've grown up, we've experienced new things, but also musically, you've you've evolved so much from the music you did before to the music that Thank now you, you're about to Appreciate debut. It. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's been a. It actually has almost been a decade. Like I, I was thinking about, it. I think the last interview we did together was 2015, and I'm like, shit, dude. There's been like a a thousand things that have happened since then but it's i feel like if there's ever a time to kind of reconvene and like tell a little bit of the journey it's probably now man this feels like a good, a good jump off point for me so yeah and and you're about to drop the debut single for your solo project so leading up to the single i know obviously the writing process the recording process is already a big deal but leading up to this and kind of discovering your sound as a solo artist uh compared to the music you did before like, yes. what was that development process like for you? I think it kind of came in two stages because there was like the sort of learning process of being in a band and sort of learning that sort of like creative process, being in a studio, working with producers and stuff. And then for basically the better part of five years, I was working with a publishing company writing uh, top lines for DJs. And so I learned a lot about songwriting during that time and not only learning how to like the art of writing songs, but sort of seeing elements come out that would probably, I would think be for like a solo project in the future, be like, oh, this isn't too fitting for, you know, maybe EDM dance music, but I could see this in the future. So I was kind of like over the years kind of compiling little things. And, you know, I just felt like last year I was like, kind of got to the point where I was like, I couldn't kind of hold it inside anymore. I was like, I want to start developing this and, you know, picked my, favorite handful of songs to start with and then uh yeah here we are the first one's dropping so <laughs> and going from that like going from that that team uh that you work with collaborated with the band like you mentioned and now yeah. doing this yourself like that vulnerability level is just like through the roof um so you being comfortable to write on your own or getting into a room with someone that you've never met before like what was that experience like that first time that you started writing um it, i mean Every time, I would always say this to people that were kind of on the team or even just ones in sessions, is that you never walk out of out of the room the same person you walked in as, like in any way, because you know, especially working like I, the team was based out in the Netherlands, so we were writing with people from other countries a lot of the times. So there would always be like different sort of flavors that they would bring in of like different artists that are maybe popular out there or just different sort of things, and so when you're writing top lines for DJs, you're working with a lot of reference tracks and like, oh, I would like it to be kind of in the realm of this. And so you have to kind of teach yourself how to write on the spot. I was always like kind of in the band mentality where it was like, I'm going to wait for inspiration to strike. And this sort of thing was like, well, you're in a room. We, we got to have two songs when we exit out of this room. So you got to figure out how to do it. And so I, I learned a lot about like different styles, different genres. And then also not to mention learning how to write for somebody other than my own voice because sometimes I'd be writing for other singers that, you know, it's not me singing it so I can write different things or feel free to explore things. And then in that was maybe like seeing elements of like, maybe I could bring that into my like future brand or something down the line. But yeah, it uh, taught me to spread my wings a lot and learn how to work on the spot for sure. At the same time, over the years, your voice has developed so much um, and you've you, been able to hit new vocal ranges, discover new vocal ranges at the same time. So as you started writing this debut single, 
titled Billy Madison. What, I mean, did you consider these new vocal ranges, this new voice that you, you kind of discovered, or did you just go along with the writing process and kind of like discovered the vocals as you were uh, recording it? Um, I think everything kind of played into each other because along with like the writing side of the, the publishing, working with DJs and stuff, we also had to teach ourselves how to vocal produce and record ourselves from home and stuff. Cause a lot of it was like sending top lines to people in different countries and wanting the quality to be good and stuff. And so I think where the vocal development really came in was a massive amount of demos being done. And then on top of that, recording my own voice every day. And so really, really getting to work one-on-one -on -one rather than being in like a studio with a producer where you might be on like studio time or you're trying to get it quick or this, I was able to really take my time and like discover how I wanted my voice to sound. So when it came to specifically Billy um, and writing, you know, that song, I, um, the, the key that I originally had written it in, it changed from the original to now because I was like trying to get real meticulous with every aspect of it is it's like, what key will it sound the best in for my voice, you know, for these aspects, you know, all that sort of stuff. And so I feel like, yeah, it's it's this whole process of kind of breaking each part down, not just being like, oh, it was written in this key, so it's stuck there. Like, anything goes, you know. Tell me a little bit about the creative process of this song. Like, what really kickstarted it? I love that it's a, it's a Adam Sandler title <laughs> reference. Um, yeah. And at the same time, like, since, since the first time that I met you, like, you've been – there's a big kid inside of you, like, you yeah, know, and, and you kind of portray that with – with the single and then on top of that with the music video. So yeah. talk to me about that creative process, that initial writing process of this song. And, you know, you don't, I don't think anybody could just look at a title and start writing a song. So how did that happen <laughs> for you? Well, I, um, I, uh, was kind of writing songs, like I said, you know, sporadically throughout the years. And some of them I'd be like, you know, Oh, maybe this could be, you know, released in the future under, you know, a solo sort of thing. Some of them would be like, oh, this would be good for DJs. And, you know, I learned a lot about how to kind of write songs on the spot and kind of playing into that. I was at a friend's house and we were just jamming on acoustic guitar. And I forget who said it, if it was him or myself. We were like, you should try to write a song around like an Adam Sandler movie title. <laughs> and uh, I just had uh, Billy Madison pop into my head for whatever reason. And I, ha I have the memo on my phone. I found it the other day. I was like, I cannot believe I have this thing. But it was like, it was the original idea. You could hear us both like laughing on the ground, like playing acoustic. And it had the da 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 Billy Madison. But nothing else was there, like no lyrics. Then I took that home and started to flesh it out. And funny enough, what started off as like a really like kind of like a, almost like kind of a joke, like kind of evolved into like this like really personal like anthem because the the verses and stuff, they talk about, you know, kind of my stance on the world, how I see things like this, this inner child that's honestly for the better part of my life been fighting to be creatively heard. And um, I feel like it just it just speaks to how special the songwriting process can be sometimes where you could go, be in a room with your friends joking around and then you come out with a song, you're like, I kind of think I just wrote my anthem in a way, you know? And uh, I don't know. It's It was encouraging for me, of course, to see how that went down. But also, I feel like it should be very encouraging for anybody else that's an upcoming singer-songwriter. Because it's just like, 
I had no idea that that would have happened on that day. And it did, you know, and um, it just goes to show you that if you remain open to things and you just are willing to try out some different options, that there could be some really special stuff underneath. This song is catchy. Um, it's you, it, that, that line that you just, like you said, was the initial line that you had recorded. Like that's the line that sticks in your head. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that, that melody is, is incredible as well. So, um, writing that, uh, coming up with that melody, was that literally just naturally just coming out of you yeah. or did it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was, cause, cause you know, sometimes when you retell stories, you have like the game of telephone where you're just like, yeah, I think this is how it happened. And it's like kind of not correct, but it's like a cool story. Like when I found the memo, I was like, it's like 90% there. Like the the words weren't there. The Billy Madison was there, but the ba 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 da da it was there. Like all the stuff was there. And I think that came from kind of a combination of, like I said, you know, the, the writing process of learning how to do things quickly. And then also, you know, I've been incredibly inspired by John Bellion over the past like five or so years. And what he really sort of taught me through his music is that he was just so unapologetically himself, especially lyrically. Like he would title the song, you know, like 80s films. And it would be so intriguing to listen to and be like, oh, why is this called 80s films? And then he'd make you, fe make you feel something with it. And that was kind of a goal with this whole project, um, kind of kicking off with this song was, can I find things that bring out elements of nostalgia and my childhood of being a 90s kid and can i make somebody feel something with that you know with because on the surface you'd see a song called billy madison you'd think it's just gonna be a big joke <laughs> but you know that was kind of my goal as a writer with this whole project is to kind of uh to dig deeper and see if i can find more there so why did you feel like this was uh the appropriate debut like why did you feel um Billy Madison was that introduction to the world. I have always felt, and it kind of gets refined over time. I just, I have like a, like a gut feeling about things that I just kind of follow blindly sometimes. And although back then I didn't necessarily know when I was going to do a project or what it was going to sound like, look like, whatever. I knew as soon as I even had the demo version of that song, that that was going to be the first one that anybody ever heard from me. Just, I just had a feeling. I was like, this is what needs to be first. Um, and so when it came time to picking the songs that I ended up picking, you know, for the course of 2022 and forward, um, that was the first one that we worked on with, you know, a couple of different producers and stuff. And yeah, it was truly a special process for sure. Now, as far as your inner child goes, uh, it really came out during the music video of this song. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, what was that creative process like? Did you write this whole treatment? Um, and like, what was your experience like uh, shooting this this video? Well, uh, I, I wrote, I'd say, a good amount of the ideas. Um, my wife collaborated with me on it. And um, then we presented it to the director. He kind of saw it through his lens for some of the parts. But it was kind of like there were some things that fell into place that, you know, you can't plan. Um, one of which was the house, the house that we shot Billy Madison at, which was this crazy, crazy house, you know, kind of like downtown Phoenix area. We uh, we found it. The director found it was like, what do you think of this? And it reminded me of Pee Wee's uh, Playhouse, which it was such a big uh, inspiration for the whole thing. And so I was like, we have to book this house. So we did. Each room kind of had its own feel. This is perfect sort of thing. And 
uh, there's like certain things that I feel like other people might not get excited about that I did. <laughs> like we, we walked through the house and she has like a room that's inspired by the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland. And um, I knew I was going to have the Goosebumps outfit for one of the shots. And so I was like thinking, shit, I didn't bring a dummy. I didn't bring anything that's involving it. And she had a dummy in the room. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. This is exactly what we need. Um, and then obviously uh, the puppets and stuff, they were actually um, drawings that I had sketched like July of last year. And I knew that the ghost and the cloud were going to be my little characters for this sort of run. And so I sat down with my wife and I was showing her the sketches and she made the puppets for the video. Um, and we just kind of have started to develop this little world. I think Billy is kind of a good peek behind the curtain um, to see what's kind of there. And then I have a bunch more stuff coming this year, different visualizers and music videos that are going to kind of continue down that path and explore it. Because uh, I don't know, that was kind of a big goal for this project as well was um, when, I, when I was a little boy, like in elementary school and stuff, my dream was to be a cartoonist. And at some point I got really into music and my friends were musical. So I kind of went down that path, but I used to do puppet shows, with my friends and draw and try to sell comic books on the playground. And, um, that was kind of my trajectory. So I, I kind of said to myself, like, whenever it is, I do a project, I want to, I want to take all these elements. And I want to pull them into one collective vehicle. And so I, you know, I feel like that was something that I was able to do with this and kind of moving forward. I look forward to kind of digging into it even more. That's so crazy. It's it's funny how things come around. Like you you veer out to different directions or different opportunities, but like that initial idea that you had as a child, like it's coming full circle right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's pretty crazy. Cool, That's man. awesome. Well, dude, congratulations with this debut single. Um, it's catchy. I feel like it's gonna be stuck in so many music fans' heads. Um, Thank you, brother. And I you know, I hope that this is like that that official introduction that makes people want more from you um now moving forward what else can you know we look forward to as far as like your music side as far as like you know upcoming things to do to promote your your track i had a vision of doing things incredibly consistently this year um i will be releasing music the entire year um i can't say how many songs because i i've done this a couple times now where i've been like i'm gonna do four songs and that's it. We're going to have music videos. And then I went and recorded uh, a couple weeks ago. I got together with uh, Steven from the Somerset and we did two more songs. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to cap it at six. It's done. We're doing six for the year. And then I wrote two more and I was like, all right, eight, we're going to do eight. <laughs> so I would say to anybody watching this or anybody that's following along with the journey, I would say just expect a lot of content, whether it's songs, music videos, visualizers, other things. And then obviously coupled with that is I'm dying to get out there and play live again. Um, I just have to figure out what that looks like with this project, with it being, you know, pop music. And I want to have my little guys with me on stage and have my production be a certain way. So just have to kind of take some time to meditate on that and see how that's going to look. So. Yeah, definitely don't do that until you're ready for it. Cause I, I feel like what, the vision that I can imagine with you is like, it's going to be like a full theatrics kind of like performance. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, don't, don't, don't do those live shows until it's ready. <laughs> I just come out, the, pu the puppets are falling apart and the, the, <laughs> yeah. the screen's not working behind me. I'm just like, I rushed it. 
cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, let's let's let this this song live for some time. Like I said, I feel like the traction's just gonna come naturally. It's super Thank catchy, you, and I'm so excited. This is like your debut single. Thank you, man. I appreciate that so much. I'm so excited, and I can't believe we're finally able to talk about it. It feels like it's been shoved in the closet for you know seven months now and i'm finally able to kind of speak about it in present tense so uh yeah man i appreciate your energy hey it's rob again if you enjoyed this interview please follow for more and i invite you to head over to my youtube channel front row live ent where i have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists once again thank you for tuning in and have a great night